Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. What's up? I'm Bo Deal. It's your boy, L. Hedda. And we, we just, just jumped, jumped off, off the, the porch, porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Ah. All right, so we got Bo Deal and El Header jumping off the porch with us today, man. Welcome, guys. Man, thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem, guys. How you guys feeling, man? And how's Atlanta been treating you, man? I'm good. Atlanta been great. This is like my home away from home. You know what I'm saying? For the past 10, 15 years, this is like my second home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys like the vibes here compared to back at home in uh, Chicago, then? It's Good. It's chill, laid back, laid back. Yeah. In Chicago, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where you go, you got to keep your head on a swivel, but here's a little more la- laid back than at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I believe that. All right, so let's talk about Chicago, man. What's really going on out there? You know, all we know is what the media portrays, and they kind of just want to keep it as a negative stereotype. So what's really going on out in Chicago right now? Man, it's a beautiful city, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like. The downtown areas, the skyline, it's, it's a lot of good parts of Chicago too, but like everywhere else, you got the good and the bad. They just put a highlight on, on the bad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's a beautiful city. I love it. I, I ain't, I've been there all my life. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. I tried to move out to Virginia Beach and was right back in a year. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no city like Chicago. Yeah. I'll yeah. yeah. All right. So what part of the city are you guys from then? West side. I'm from the west side. Okay. He's from the west side. I'm from, I'm from the north side. I'm from the pole, from the, uh, the Cabrini Green area all the way back to like 4800 North Uptown area. Everybody think I'm from out west, though. They claim me. Everybody want me to, they want to claim me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like a, a king in the city, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts. All right, I dig that, man. All right, so at what age would you guys say you jumped off the porch then? I, well, I'm, I'm 26 right now. I'll say uh, 15. 15, 16, yeah. I jumped off when I was about 14. Okay. About 14. So at the time, did you guys have much guidance out there at the time? And was it a, a positive guidance? Yeah, his, in, like his, you know, era, yeah. But probably, like in mine, it was just like, it was like kind of, it was, it wasn't, the structure was just kind of going like the opposite way, you know. So. Yeah, when I was coming up, it was guidance. Like you had to, 
follow certain rules and, and, and regulations. It was certain codes. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't follow that, we knew it was violations and all type of shit that you got to accept. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wasn't no one man bigger than the mob. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. At what point did you start to see a change then when it started going away from that then? And they started locking up all the chiefs, like all the gang mm -hmm. chiefs. And, and, and all the, the guys who had uh, authority and leadership roles, they started locking them up and started giving them a whole boatload of time. So mm -hmm. they knew that, it was, this was by design. They knew if you take the cut off the head, the body gonna fall, you know what I'm right. saying? So with the shorties, they didn't have nobody to, to answer to. They was able to do whatever they wanted to. Because the, the, a lot of the OGs was locked up and the ones that came home, they didn't want to risk their life for freedom you know what I'm saying, to try and get shit in order. So they kind of let the shorties run wild and do what they wanted to do. So that's really when it started going, going bad, like really in about, I want to say it kicked off really with, when Bump and them, Bump J, when they started that Goon Squad movement, they had everybody a part of one mob. So when you got all these different gangs a part of one, one mob, ain't no leader in that, in that gang right. because it's a bunch of different motherfuckers so they able to just do what they want to yeah. do. My man uh, Brain Dead JJ and Bump J and them started that shit and it went all downhill after that. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. And Bo, you know, anyone that follows you on IG, man, can see that you embrace the role of being an OG now. Yeah. At what yeah. point did you realize, all right, I gotta st stick up for, for the youth out here, man. Man, when I hit 40, I looked at it like I'm, I'm here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I done been through, I done been a chief. My fives, I had five universal stars. Mm -hmm. My stars still good. My status and respect still valid for the vice lord shit. You know what I'm saying? I made it through all this. I've been to the penitentiary three times, six times convicted felon. It's like I'm here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it like I'm going to give these shorties the guidance that I didn't get. You know what I'm saying? And, and try and uplift them because ain't nobody else reaching back. Yeah. So, you gotta reach back, man. You know, I want, I, I want this world to be a better place for my kids, his kids, mm -hmm. they kids, and the kids to come. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you gotta take somebody to step out and say, fuck it, I'm gonna go against what everybody else doing and try and help change the narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, um, speak on some of the challenges though that come with actually being able to reach these kids. Cause when you look on social media, it's nothing but negativity. Even when you listen to the music, there's a lot of negative stereotypes that get played. So even, you know, you can talk to these kids, but a lot of times it's hard to actually reach them for you to actually get that message across to them. That's a fact. It's, it's hard to reach them, but a lot of them respect me because I let it be known. Like Dirk, Keith, I was fucking with them, and then I was fucking with FBG Duck and all. I was fucking with all the ops, but the difference was I let it be known. I fuck with y'all. I'm going to fuck with y'all. I'm going to fuck with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get in no young nigga beef or no young nigga wars. They get, came to me to try and help squash some shit before and all of that. Like, they know that I genuinely wanna, wanna help. See, a lot of the older people look at it like, man, these shorties out of control. They don't, want, they don't want no better, but a lot of them do. A lot of them just misled and that's the, that's the environment that they in. So if this is all you know, then that's what the fuck you gonna do. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, I be telling them, man, I've been there. And they know, they know my reputation, they know my name, they know how I was in the street, so they respect it. Yeah. You know? and, they, and then they know I'm, I'm solid. Like all the, my whole team been around me for 20, 30, 30 years. Like I'm not one of them dudes that switch camp 
I'm this this month, then the next month, I'm this, nah. It's been the same crew with me since I came up. Yeah. 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 What are some keys for you to kind of keep that respect too, man? Because that's kind of rare these days too, to even be able to be able to re be respected on both sides like that. To just have morals and, and don't, don't play both sides. See, the other side never asked me about the other side. And if they did, I wouldn't fuck with them because it show you don't respect me or what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So you got to come in with a certain set of ground rules that you don't break for nothing. You stand on what you do, you do it with dignity and respect, yes. morals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they're and they going to respect it. Absolutely, yeah. And you can't change. And then another thing, like, you have to, if you call yourself an OG or a boss, you got to carry yourself as such. So like when, when, when my little guys, they go out and they be clubbing and doing, I don't go out and club and party and hang with them like that. I keep myself on a level to where they respect what I do and I respect what they do. I understand my time that came and went. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm not afraid to pass the torch down and, and lay back and get old and kick my feet up. A lot of these OGs still wanna be, they wanna be young. They, they wanna get those years back, but those years gone. So you got to pass them down to the to the ones who who up mm -hmm. uh, after you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I, I meant to bring you a green apple, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to bring you one, but I completely forgot this morning. So, what was your motivation on starting these motivation videos? And did you expect to get such a huge response from these? I didn't. Like I was just talking to the shorties, trying to uplift them, and that shit started catching on. So I, one day I'm eating an apple while I'm talking and somebody made a comment and was like, man, that's ignorant to eat and talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck you just for that. I'm gonna do it every day. So I, every day I started getting the apple and started motivating the shorties. And my man, uh, Melo the Gutter Man, he, he say, man, you be motivating motherfuckers, but your name Bosa, just call it motivation, motivate them. You know what I'm saying? I started doing it and that shit caught on. It was like, a, it was trending on, on Instagram for about, a month straight to where everybody eating apples, giving knowledge, you know what I'm saying? I had thousands of people mm -hmm. sending me they, they clips, I was reposting them, and you know what I'm saying? But that's how Mike Epps. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, shout out my man Mike, that's my brother. We've been locked in for the past couple years, but he saw me giving that game with that apple and he said, man, when I saw that, it was some real shit. He said, man, because uh, if you think about it, everything started from that apple. If, if, if Eve didn't trick Adam to bite that motherfucking apple, we wouldn't know sin. So everything started, the apple is a powerful tool. You know what I'm saying? I kept on, kept doing it. And it's like my trademark now. It'd be crazy because I'd be trying to forget about it. Then everywhere I go, they bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's definitely become your trademark at this point. Um, so how, how much influence do you think the music plays on the youth these days? A big one. It plays it play probably about a 95% mm -hmm. influence on it. Like Chicago started their drill music and their drill scene. They started the smoking dead ops and, and the shit that people doing everywhere else. Like, that's just a fact. That shit started on the south side of Chicago and mm -hmm. just spread like wildfire to where the whole world started doing it. And then you got the shorties that's emulating this and they, mm -hmm. they, they talking about smoking. And I never, I, I come from an era where you don't talk about the dead. 
Fuck the dead, I ain't even thinking about the dead, let him rest. I'm worried about the motherfuckers that can come and knock my shit off. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That's who you need to be worried about and talking about. You know, mm. but the internet, the internet is a, a powerful tool because I can walk right out this door <clears throat> right now and catch a motherfucker and slap his lips off and he'll walk away and I can live. But if I get on the internet and say, man, that nigga's a bitch, he feel he got to prove a point to the world because everybody see this. So now he got to come and get his point across and I can die behind it. When if I see you in person and smack your motherfucking lips off your face, I got a better chance of living than, than, than dissing you on the internet. Yeah. Do you guys feel like it's gone too far at this point? Yeah, it's definitely went far, far, far. It's, it's been so much blood shit, ain't no, ain't no turning back. Like, no, much, no matter how much talking you're doing, ain't no turning back. But see, I'm gonna tell you something, right? And a lot of that be bullshit. It's gone too far, that's because it ain't no leadership. Mm-hmm. It ain't no structure. Because back in the days, we had mobs and we had wars and motherfuckers was dying on both sides. But when that chief came, when the jails ran the streets and the call came from the jail and say, hey, that shit shut down, shit shut down immediately on all sides. I wouldn't give a fuck what it is. Like when a kid got killed, I was in the green, I was a shorty in Cabrini Green when Dantrell Davis got killed in that war. It was a, it was a nationwide peace treaty, a citywide peace treaty immediately from that, you know what I'm saying? And that's cause the jail, them chiefs ran the streets. So when they call and say that shit shut down, that shit shut down. Of course you had a few renegades here and there that didn't honor it, but the majority did because you knew death was gonna come behind it. You know what I'm saying? And no matter how bad or how tough you are, ain't nobody bigger than the mob, period. What do you guys think is some solutions that kind of get these kids back on the right path? We need more resources, in my opinion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We gotta. We can't just come to them and tell them, man, we want y'all to stop this or don't do this, and we don't got nothing to offer them or nothing to give them or no incentives behind stopping it or showing them, you know what I'm saying, a better way to, mm-hmm. to, to do or go about things, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we don't get that, what, we just talking and, and, and wasting there. Mm-hmm. Like, what you think, you know, from a younger? Oh, yeah, like, like you said, like, man, like, uh, 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 like the best thing in life, they say the best thing in life is free. But if you, you know, certain people, if, if, like if you put them on a the payroll, they're gonna, they're gonna do it as, as the best way they can. So like he said, like different resources, like different things. If I come to a shorty like, man, look, look, bro, I want you to do this, so I want you to do that. Is, is, you know, what I'm saying like I can, I can listen, but like give me something to do behind me doing this. You know, what I'm saying like even if you buy me, you know, even if, even if you invite me to this, uh, some of your backyard to do, you know, what I'm saying we, we can. Pay cash. I, I accept that alone because I'm doing something, just not trying to what I used to be doing, you know? Yeah. So I feel I definitely feel hundred percent what you're saying, bro. Like resource, like a lot of a lot of YMCAs and you know what I'm saying, like different different you know, shit you can do like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And Bo, is there like a target age that you kind of reach for, for with these kids? Because a lot of them are kind of too far gone, even as teenagers. That's a fact. So what I do, like I got a non-for-profit called Perfect Vision and Power. And what we do, we, we focus on the, on the shorty. So we hit every block we hit, we hit the op block mm. and give the kids toys and, and feed them and things like that. You know what I'm saying? To try and catch them young, to show them, give them hope early. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of times, you're 15, 16, your mind made up. So it's hard to try and re- reprogram that your way of thinking. So we trying to catch them younger. That's what, that's what I'm focused on, catching the, catching the babies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now that's important right there. Yeah. Alright, so how and when did you two guys meet then? Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my story, then I let him tell his. I met he was doing uh he had a a lot of times people be hitting me about new music and new artists in the city. So I'm on live and somebody like, uh, yeah, check out L Hitter, he from out west, he doing his thing. I brush it off. Somebody else the next day, like, man, is this the, the my nephew, L Hitter, he doing his thing, check him out. I ain't pay no attention. The next day, this is three days in a row, somebody else like, man, L Hitter doing his thing. I go check him out. I'm like, damn. Shorty hot, he coming with it. I, I make a phone call to see who was fucking with him. And my man Looch from Dub Life Entertainment had him. So Looch, like, uh, I reach out to Looch. And I'm like, Looch, uh, you got this shorty, uh, you got him signed? He was like, yeah, he signed. He locked in with me. You know what I'm saying? He say, man, but I really don't know where to go. Like, you know, I, I don't have, I don't know where to go from here with him. I need some help with him. Came on board, I saw the, the, the uh, deal that he had. He moved over, made room for me. He had his team together already. He had, uh, he had black. A lot of people that's, that's with me now, they was on, they was on the, with Dub Life. You know what I'm saying? That's my man. Mm -hmm. But he had him and that's how, that's how I got in tune with him. And we worked, we worked it. Got him a major deal, mm -hmm. you know, got him, got him where he needed to be in the city. Yeah, and basically, you know what I'm saying, what he said, and then once me and him was in a position to do, you know what I'm saying, doing business, he, he opened the doors for me, he, he started showing me a lot of shit, helped me open my bank account, he, you know what I'm saying, cars, and you know what I'm saying, he showed me a lot of shit that a, that a uh, older uh, uh, role model, male role model supposed to show, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, I was a protege, you know what I'm saying, so that shit, it, I'm actually glad that we bumped heads, because, you know what I'm saying, I didn't really have a father figure at the time, so. I was still figuring shit out, so bumping heads with him, and you know, is it definitely was a hunt. It definitely was. I don't regret it not one bit. Yeah. What were some yeah. things you guys were bumping heads about then? Um, it was never us, never us bumping heads. Our communication was kind of off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna say ah, but I'm, I'm gonna just say me. You know what I'm saying? Because it was certain shit that I would want to take in. You know what I'm saying? Fig trying to fig trying to think that I know a lot of shit on my own instead of just breathing and you know what I'm saying? So. It was never us never bumping heads. It was just a, commu it was just a communication, that's all. And I feel like if we'd have been communicating more, a lot of shit would have been better in understanding where we wouldn't have to. Because it never was us. You know what I'm saying? It was never, oh, well, I got a brown body, or well, he got a No, it was never that. It was just shit. We, we, our communications was all little shit that happened that we didn't, that we didn't communicate about. That's, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. I got you. And uh, you had to beef with some people in your neighborhood, or they were trying to say that you weren't welcome yeah. back on, mm -hmm. into your hood. Um, and the story behind it is be, the story behind it. I'm gonna say is before I blew up, one of motherfucker trying to do nothing for me at all. Motherfucker didn't even pay for no fifty dollar video. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that. I understand I'm from over here, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna remember that. And once I got where I needed to be, I still reach for niggas. I wouldn't even stay. I'm in that hotel. I'm still reaching for niggas though. You feel me? But a motherfucker won't reach it for me, bro. So y'all, motherfuckers trying to, I, okay, well, hit, I need you to do this. All right, I got you. Let me, let, me get my, let me get myself straight. But if you finna force me, now you finna really wait on some real shit. Don't force me to do nothing. Now you gonna really wait. I'm gonna fuck if I know, know you 10, 20 years. Like, this what it is, bro. Like, I got a life too, bro. I'm gonna fucking in and out of hotels. Come on, bro. Like, 
I'm still reaching for you niggas, and you niggas still, y'all know this, I'm inviting you niggas over here. And these niggas was selfish, bro. So shit, motherfuckers start saying little shit, I don't name drop, but shit, hey, I say some little shit, but not towards these niggas, you know what I'm saying? I just say some little shit like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, ain't no turning back. Motherfuckers saying, fuck me, when they see me, they gonna do this and do that. What am I supposed to do? I, motherfuckers, it's, it's levels to this humble shit. You feel me? I ain't gonna feed into that shit, and I, and I appreciate Bo, you know what I'm saying? Cause bro, shit, he came through a lot. It been a lot of shit that been going on, bro. Got in between to help a motherfucker, you feel me? And he kept me humble, he got that shit situated. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of shit going on, motherfuckers say I'm name dropping, I'm dissing. You know what I'm saying, bro? Pipe down, ill. Knock that ball, knock that shit out the park. Don't even promote this, don't bring this up. And that's what it was, so I thank him for that and, and calmed a lot of shit. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Now, but I just felt like, I just felt like a motherfucker was trying to extort me in a way, you know? Instead of, instead of being happy for me, y'all want to worry about what I got and want to do for the hood on my son. But think about, just, let's, just, let's rewind. What was this motherfucker doing for me? But, but claiming me saying I'm from right here. So I, I had to do what was right for me, bro. And shit, it, it actually feel good to be where I'm at. I don't, I don't regret nothing. Shit, what happens, whatever happens, happens, you know? And see, that's the thing I try and keep them off of that shit. Because, you know, being young, you don't, you don't know how to handle the success when it come your way. Cause it was mm -hmm. some things that he did that I felt should have went about the, mm -hmm. the, you know, a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, the, especially like for certain guys like, like J-Rock or certain people who was mm -hmm. there when, when yeah. wasn't nobody else coming to your shows, he there front and center with, center mm -hmm. with you. You know, certain things that, that I felt you could have or should have done mm -hmm. differently. But once it went to where it went, you know, I kind of, got in the middle of it and, and mediated that mm -hmm. situation and then was like, okay, we leave it where it is because I don't wanna mm -hmm. have you to open your, you know, open yeah. your, your guards, let your mm -hmm. guards down and then you get back door to some shit on my, on my name right. or on my watch. So, so, so let me ask a question. Speak upon <clears throat> as far as J-Rock. If a nigga keeps showing you disloyal to shit, I don't give a fuck, how long would nigga been by your side? If a nigga keeps showing you disloyal to shit, what you gonna do? 10, 20, 50, no matter how many, what you gonna do? What, what, tell me what I have could have did. And no, the nigga keeps showing me. No, but see, it came from how behind every action is a reaction. Mm -hmm. So it was certain things that you did that made him feel a certain way too, to even mm -hmm. where, when the guy's like, damn, J-Rock is his best man, mm -hmm. and he left him on the block. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? To mm -hmm. where all the guys that was there from the beginning, they all, they was gone, mm -hmm. and then it was like a whole new team. Like mm -hmm. it was D Nice. It was it was it was guys who mm -hmm. wasn't around from the mm -hmm. beginning. So if I'm if I because I, I you know sometimes I put myself in the position of other of mm -hmm. other people, and right. I say I put myself in J Rock position. Mm -hmm. If it's a guy that I came up with and I'm there and I believe because J Rock is the one who gave me your music before anybody. Mm -hmm. I never listened to it. Remember he was like, man, yeah. I check out my my shorty. That was way before mm -hmm. Luch and all year and all that. So he believed in you back then. So if, if you was my man, I sat back and I'm like, damn, this is my man. But every time 
I look around, he got a whole new team around mm -hmm. him. It'll make me kind of feel some type yep. of way to where I'm going to say certain shit or, or react different. And then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think yeah. by, it got too far gone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, you can't really put yeah. the blame on, on, on nobody. Yeah, it really is, is what it is. Yeah, it definitely is what it is. And I think, you know, like looking from the outside looking in, it was things that yeah. could have been done better on both ends. I you agree. know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. All right, Hedo, what was like the first song that gave you a buzz out there in Chicago? Um, I had a song called Because. Okay. I was like, I was doing like little shit, dropping little shit, but because of that, actually that, that song, they're like, damn, uh, shorty on to something, you feel me? So I dropped because, because of just talking about all the shit that was going on in the hood from when I first started rapping and, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, my homies dying. And so I dropped that and shit, so on and so on. But I dropped that and then maybe like three, four songs after that, boom, all year hit. Cause I didn't even have like no major, Songs that was popping over like 20 30k. I had some shit called uh, We Outside off of off, you know, some freestyle industry beat, but it wasn't nothing major. But all year was like the first, like, first big, like, boom. And that shit did numbers. That shit did a million views. And I saw that, and, yeah. And then it, what, it's mm -hmm. at about 18 million or something. Yeah, that's almost, yeah. or something. Did you expect that one to take off like it did? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. No, I knew it was gonna get like the recognition, but I ain't gonna, not that fast. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was no, that shit was huge, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bo, so uh, you linked up with Walker through Gucci, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So what, how far back does this go? This is before Walker was even rapping? or Before Walker was rapping, it was, I met Gucci. Gucci had a, a show in Chicago, and uh, his role manager knew my cousin, Mississippi. Now, he had problems with, with my man, Jojo Capone, in Chicago, so they were saying he couldn't come to Chicago. So they reached out to my cousin. My cousin like, nah, we got him. You know what I'm saying? So I brought it. I didn't know who he had beef with. They was just saying he had beef with some GDs. And I'm like, well, we ain't no GDs. So we good. We finna hold him down. I found out later that it was JoJo Capone. So JoJo called me. We chopped it up. And because of the relationship that we had and the respect we had for one another, they stood down. And Gucci was able to come in and, and do the show. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and we linked in from there. OK. That's how I met him. So when did you meet Walker or kind of build that bond with him, I should say? Walker was Gucci's hype man at the time. So I met him there. Walker saw how, how deep we was and how we held him down. So he like, bro, I like you niggas, bro. He say, man, I'm going to get on and I'm going to fuck with you. He wasn't even rapping at the time, so I don't even know how he thought he was going to get on. <laughs> but he was like, man, I'm going to get on, man. I'm going to fuck with y'all. And that's what he did, man. Mm -hmm. He like one of the realest dudes that I ever fuck with like that's my brother yeah yeah now when walking gucci started beefing did you ever feel like you had to pick a side or what was that like i never felt that i had to pick a side well listen i'm gonna say this right gucci me and gucci relationship was good for from the beginning and then gucci started he started like switching up you know what i'm saying but it wasn't per he wasn't just doing it to me, he was doing it with everybody around him. You know what I'm saying? So I still never took no, no sides in they, in they beef. Walker never asked me to. But I guess since Gucci figured like, okay, you with BSM, I'm not gonna fuck with you because you, you over there, you picked your side. But it really, you know what I'm saying? I ain't picked no side. Both of y'all my people, you know what I'm saying? But Walker, because of Walker, I made hundreds of thousands of dollars, been on world, on nationwide tours, 
made like he never made me sign no paperwork. He put the chain on my neck, stamped me, and I made a lot of money fucking with Waka. Gucci never gave me that, that opportunity, you know what I'm saying? But I still was loyal and still fucked with him until, until you know, he, he made me pick a side, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it was after that. I got you. Yeah. What was Slim Duncan like, man? Do you have a story you can that's, share about that's Slim That's my brother, Slim Duncan. We, Dunk had a show, uh, we had a show, I don't know, I think it was in North Carolina, and it was an artist who brought a, a track from Southside, but it was one of the same tracks that Dunk had. So Dunk hit, hit the track and go find the dude, hey, what's up? He like, what you mean, what's up? That song right there, boy, you better not perform that song, that's my beat. And dude, like, I brought the beat from Southside. I don't give a what you brought. You better not perform it tonight. And the dude didn't perform it. Dunk was a, he was a, he was a live wire. That was my brother. Rest in peace, the long live Dunk. Like, yeah. I love that dude. He was like one of the realest out of, out of that camp, period. Hands mm. down. That was my brother. Like, we flew up here for the funeral. I don't even do a, a lot of funerals like that, but I had to come in and pay my respects to that brother like yeah. that. Yeah. Skinny, slim, slinky motherfucker, but had the heart of a lion, you know what I'm saying? And if you was with him, you was with him. He wasn't gonna leave you. If we go down, we gonna go down together. Yeah. What do you feel like was his potential in the rap game? Cause it seemed like he was on the brink of stardom. He, he was on the way. Like he had, he died before that Lights Out video came, uh, yeah. came out with Jada Kissing, Styles P. Like he was on the way. He was gonna be like one of the, he was gonna probably pass Walker. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like he was on the way. He was on the way. He would have definitely been a, a superstar. Absolutely. Yeah. Long live Dunk. Long live Dunk. Um, so how proud are you of the person that Waka Flocka has become, man? Man, I'm proud because I watched Waka. When I first met Waka, he had on some dirty, bent-up shoes, didn't have money to get in the club. You know what I'm saying? We went to the club that night, and we paid for some of the guys to get in the, in the club that night. You know what I'm saying? He was with Gucci. And Gucci wasn't taking care of him. Gucci told me this out of his mouth. He said, man, I don't have to give my young guys nothing. I just give them guns. You know what I'm saying? He told me that out of his mouth. And, you, and they didn't have nothing. They didn't have nothing. Walker got in that studio and grinded when everybody was saying he was weak and was saying he, the, the music was trash. That man kept going, put out a record, and that shit blew up, and he took off. You know what I'm saying? So to see what he's doing now, and, and, and how he crossed over to the EDM lane. And, you know, he, he told me out of his mouth, man, bro, I love the lane I'm in now. I look out in the crowd and see all these white people, man, they love me. I, the most I got to worry about is a fight. I ain't got to worry about getting mm -hmm. shot or being, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I love what he's doing. So do you have uh, any type of relationship with Gucci today? None, none at all. Like, I, I respect Gucci with what he's doing because it seemed like he met a beautiful wife that keep him focused and he doing he doing a good thing so i'm i'm happy to everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light ba -da -ba -ba -ba. see what he doing now with all the talent that he finding and and the, the roster that he got but we don't have no no relationship uh we had a show with him in, uh, in Chicago maybe about two years ago. And we was on our way to the event. We was, we was about 50 deep. And John Doe, he the promoter. 
he'll tell you all of this is, is stamped. He called me, he said, man, Gucci told the people he don't want to do the show if y'all on the show, cause y'all gonna try and rob him or take his jewelry or some shit. And I was like, rob him or take, I don't have no problems or no beef with, with Gucci at all. I say, well, if, it ain't, if we ain't on that ticket, there ain't no show tonight. You know what I'm saying? My man said, hold on. He called me back. He was like, man, we're going to let y'all in, but through this door. So we had to go in through another side door and had to be on the opposite side of, of everything. Like, and that's a true story. But I don't got no beef with Gucci, man. I respect him. What he doing, I love what he doing right now. Back then, I probably, you know, felt some type of way about him. Like, he felt some type of way about me. And I've only felt that way because don't put me in the middle of y'all shit. Like, y'all was like brothers, so I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to choose no sides or take no sides in, in that because it ain't, it wasn't no serious shit. Ain't nobody get shot or stabbed or, you know what I'm saying? Or beat the fuck up that bad or no shit like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't serious. Brothers fight, argue, fall out all the time. You know what I'm saying? They get it back together. And I learned that never get in the middle of brothers, two brothers fighting. Because what happened, you would take one of their sides, they get back cool, yeah. and now the other one looking at you when you around feeling uncomfortable. I, won't, I don't take no sides from that shit. Now that's solid advice right there, man. You know. All right, so El Hitter, man, you got the new project, The Sound, man. Yeah, man. yeah I'm proud of that. I'm proud of myself on that, you know what I'm saying? Proud of the team for giving me the motivation to, you know, release that. So for people who haven't checked it out, what type of vibes are on this project? It's, it's, it's honestly an energetic vibe. Um, I ain't talking about the stuff I have went through with my label. I ain't talking about my past. I'm just talking about what I, you know what I'm saying, what's, what's coming. Uh, the names of the tracks, you know, I just, I, I named them authentic, you know what I'm saying, just to let people know, like, this is really the sound, you know what I'm saying? So this is behind the sound. Boom, 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 boom. So, yeah. Who all you got on there? Oh, I got yeah, I got three, I got three, um, I got three, three big features, man. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got Polo on there. Shout out to him, he doing his thing. I got Lil Zay Osama. Shout out to Bro, he doing his thing. And I got, you know what I'm saying, 147 Cowboy. Okay. You know, so, yeah. And I also got my little brother King Young, and he nine, he he up and coming. He on the way as well. He's so, nine. He's nine. Oh wow. Yeah, he's doing his thing. So you know, shout out him. So. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. What can you tell us about the song video for Dark Brain, man? I'm fucking with this one. Oh, I'm gonna be honest, man. The, the, the idea of the whole uh, straight jacket, I'm gonna be honest. I let Bo hit. He let me, he like, man, I'm gonna be honest. I think you should be in a dark room. I, you know what I'm saying? And I was so anxious to shoot it. I'm like, I can't find no dark room. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna just go by the hospital. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I got the straight jacket. I went by the hospital. I'm like, okay, I'll make it seem like I actually just escaped, but I ain't really seen it. <laughs> 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 yeah, though, so. Nah, this shit turned out dope, though. Yeah, man. yeah, I, yeah. That's actually one of the hardest videos I feel like I dropped, man. Was, you know, all year was, you know, got me there. But on, on the aggressive side, Dark Brain, that shit, it hit different, man. It's, it makes me just want to, everything I make, I got to top this. If it cannot top this or something that tops the all year flow, I, I ain't fucking with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. What's the next video you plan to shoot off of there? Um, I got a song called Spender. I'm, uh, I'm actually working on it right now. Once I get back to the city, I'm uh, um, finish knocking it out. So hopefully I'll be dropping it by maybe the middle of this month. So Spender, you know, it's basically like a, a person that uses you for your time, you know what I'm saying? Your money, just use a Spender, you, you, you use it, you know. Okay. Be whatever. Yeah. 
spend it. All right, so Bo, are you still making music, or have you fallen back to being behind the scenes now? No, I'm falling back. I, I hate making music. I actually, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me and uh, G Count dropped a project called Purge, and we just did that because I always respected him as, a, as an artist. He respected me, and then everybody know the Killer Clan, L.E.P., Beef. You know what I'm saying? That, that was really, that was started from some hearsay and we really ain't had no real problems with each other and shit was going to get ugly. And you know what I'm saying? We got older, we bumped into each other, like, man, let's do this for the culture and did that. But now nah, I'm behind the scenes, man. Uh, got the management company, RTS, Road to Success. And uh, actually, Hitter was the first artist that uh, they, they came under that umbrella. You okay. know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, we got a bunch of uh, a good talent, man, that's up under it. We got my man, Banks the Artist. He from Cincinnati. Like, listen to what I'm telling you. Oh, hi. Banks the Artist, man. Right out of Cincinnati, one of the hardest niggas spitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it come to bars, man, he gonna bar for bar, I'm gonna put a bag on him. You know what I'm saying? So all y'all that's seeing this, go look him up. And just know I got a bag. If you wanna, if you wanna test it, I'm gonna put the bag up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We gonna, he gonna match it. So we can double it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He got heat. We got Big Boss Demo. He got the song called Lil Booties Matter. He make the, the club type. Well, he do all type of shit, but the club type music is what got him in his own lane. So radio, uh, WGCI, Power 92, all those stations back home, they just pick his shit up. He drop it. He don't, we don't send shit to the radio, none of that shit. They just pick it up and that should be spinning. You know what I'm saying? We got Romance, uh, she, uh, you know, she, she giving you the music for, you know, the suck and fuck and good music, storytelling, going through uh, hard times. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Tutu Shakur, Cure, she dope as fuck. She rap, sing. We got CL Caps, you know, he, he coming with it, he working grinding heavy man like we got we got a we got a full a full roster man with uh rj the mvp yeah the producer he did all year he did gang them he did he he did burn he did all his tracks that's got millions of views he produced them all except i think the one that uh i mean so what too so what too and the one you did over the baby freestyle everything else they got over a million views he Mm -hmm. produced that so rj the mvp you know, we got a full team, man. We got uh, Red Bunny Gina, she over the girls. We got my partner, Black. We got my other partner, Will Double O. Like, we got a full, a full staff, man. So I feel good about, about where we going and what we, what we got coming up. Yeah. I'm just staying focused and, and, and steady pushing. I feel that. What do you look for out of an artist if you're going to work with them like that? Consistency. Like, I look for somebody who's not scared. See, a lot of people feel like, because my inbox is full of artists. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I need a manager. I go look at what they're doing. They not, you're not even working. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're coming for a manager, then don't come to me looking for me to invest in you. I'm not a label. A manager job is to manage your career, to make the moves and put you in the rooms and get you places where you need to be mm-hmm. and get you places where you shouldn't even be. You know what I'm saying? not to come in and, and, and fund your career. That's what the labels do. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want to sign a, a label deal, then you put your money behind yourself, let's push it, and then let's, let's get you a deal. 
because I got mm -hmm. all the connects with all the major labels I pick up from APG to Atlantic to Epic to Capital, like all the top dudes over at those labels pick up on the first call. If I call them, they pick up, but I'm not gonna call them for something that's not ready. You know, I know what they look for, I know what they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if you don't get, if you're not consistent, I can't, I look, I look for a, a hard worker and somebody that's consistent more than I look at the talent. Because a lot of talent, hard work gonna trump talent all day. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And if they're not working, they're just wasting your time. Wasting my time, and I, I can't do it because I know to, to get my buzz and to get what I got, like I made a lot of money, man. I never got rich, but I made a lot of money to where I was able to invest in other shit. But I know my work ethic, just being around Waka and Gucci, and we lived in the studios, stayed in the studios, kept putting out projects, dropping this shit. And, and, and when we was doing it, it was harder because we had to actually get the, the CDs, we hitting the blocks, we going city to city, passing out hand to hand, hitting every hood. Now you can just upload it on, you know what I'm saying, on the social media and, and, and it can catch and you can get rich overnight. So I mean, hey, now's the time for all the artists to really get out there and work, show your work. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next, guys? What else you guys working on? Got a few months left of 2021, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm just going to, you know, close this year out, but I'm going to keep you know, promoting my tape. Uh, maybe, like, October 17th, I'm going to drop uh, a deluxe of the sound. Okay. And then, you know, just see where it's going to go for there. I'm, I'm, I, got a, I got a few other few uh, uh, features. I got a feature with uh, two songs with Duke Acapella. R.P. him, you know, he lonely dude. You know, I got songs with him, I'm gonna throw both of them on there. I got some more songs with, you know, some more other rappers, so it's, it's gonna be big, definitely. So. Me, I'm gonna stay getting uh, money off this real estate instead of doing the hitting the hoods, man, and, and trying to touch the youth. And uh, we got uh, the artist that's, that's bubbling right now, like really my main focus is, is getting hit where you need to be in banks. He bubbling, uh, you know, CMG, looking at him, hey, got it, Juk, you already know, man, we're going to have him all the way right. So, going to put him on the roster. They, you know, they looking at him, he doing his thing. Uh, Damo, he, he, he uh, on the roster, one of the, one of the main artists that, that we pushing as well. His work ethic mm -hmm. is crazy. I, he one of the artists I don't have to make get in the studio. I ain't got to tell a man, what you shooting? He got videos in the chamber, he working, you know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the priority right now for me. And then, you know, while the other artists working, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep everybody working, man, and, and keep pushing. Yeah. Keep touching the hoods, keep trying to change and save lives out here. Yeah. Yeah. Keep motivating the hood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got any last words for your fans? Any shout outs you'd like to give to your peoples? I just want to give a shout out. I just want to give a shout out to my whole team, honestly. Just you know what I'm saying. Just, just giving me that guidance. You know what I'm saying. Just, just, just making me feel like I'm home. You know what I'm saying. Just, you gotta always have a a, a, a home spot in this shit. Like when you feel like you gotta go. You gotta always feel like you, you gotta always have somebody you can fall back on. Shit. I just want to shout out just hey, shit, motherfucker that's making my career better, making my life better. I want to shout out my, you know, my, my, my kids. Definitely. You know what I'm saying. Other than that, though, shout out my fans as well. Yeah, shout out to all the fans, all the people that support me. Mm -hmm. the, the city, I love my city. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All the hoods back in the city. 
you know, uh, my partners, my family, my girl for having to, to put up with my bullshit and me having to be up and out and gone. Mm -hmm. My kids for, for loving me and understanding when I got to get out there and go and I ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just like I say, man, my community, man. My community as a whole. Shout out to you, man, for for the interview. Right, yeah. Shout out, Shout to, you, out to the love, man. Like we've been, we we we've been fucking with each other for a lot of years, man. Long I respect time, your man. grind. I respect y'all hustle. I respect what y'all have done and what y'all still doing and, and elevating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They try and yeah. block you this way. You cross them over and come this way and, and <laughs> end up even bigger than where you was before. So I always double salute elevation. Always. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.